I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. KSL Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture over some nice cafecito. I'm Yvette Cruz. And I'm Shul Caronas. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we're discussing a shared economy. So I'm talking shared homes, shared cars, and probably some other things that we there are apps for that we don't even know about yet. Uh, I was talking to my mom the other day, and we were looking at, she asked me for help to look at hotels. She's taking a trip, and so we were looking at hotels, and she knows that I had mentioned Airbnbs before, and I had used them, and so she wanted to look at those, and she was just fascinated that that's the thing that people are sharing their homes right. getting money from it and that people are renting other people's homes out staying there versus staying in a hotel or versus a hostel or whatever it is and that's just a norm that that's what we've become and the same thing happened when I told her about Uber years ago that I was using Uber and people were using their own cars to drive me to certain places and then I was just using an app to call an Uber and it was that's what I usually tell these things to mm-hmm. and she was just because I love hearing her reaction and I love seeing she grew up in a different time and just right. things were different and and so it's it is kind of interesting. It is fascinating to know that this is this isn't of the future. This is the reality. And and I it's a question, is this the future? Is this what we're gonna go to? And since if we're sharing homes and we're sharing cars, what else are we going to share? And so I wanna just start off this conversation by asking you, Shoel, about let's let's keep it positive in the beginning. I wanna know what are some of the good experiences that you have had with a shared economy, if you will. Yeah, I think the first one has become Uber and Lyft and some of these other apps that, yeah, like I've used them. Like when I went to Los Angeles recently, I went exclusively just Uber and Lyft because it's L.A. and I didn't want to necessarily rent a car. I know different parts of L.A., but I don't know all of them. So I was like, okay, I'd rather put my my trust into people that will know it much better than I do. And I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to spend gas. and I didn't, I didn't want to have that stress. So it is nice to have that. And yeah, they're cheaper than regular taxis. And I know... That's an issue for a lot of cities. They're having that issue with Uber and Lyft. Actually, the other day in, I believe it was in Madrid or it was in some city in Spain, uh, there was a big protest by all the taxistas because they're losing their jobs. They're losing their money because of Uber and Lyft and all this. And so they want the government to step in. If that's going to happen, who knows? But for us, the customer, yeah, it does help out. Uh, I have not used an Airbnb before, but I'm always open to it. The day I do like a big Europe trip, like that's going to be how I go. And yeah, like other experiences were just kind of shared. Like I do, I do like it. I do see why they could be some setbacks. I know some companies, obviously, as I mentioned previously, they don't like it. But 
at the end of the day, I guess we're kind of all looking out just for each other, right? Just for our own interests. I mean, wh- how do you feel about this? I've had a lot of good experiences, and so I know I, I do see where there is a problem for certain people. But I have got I've had nothing but good experiences, or mostly good experiences. So my first big thing, I guess, was Uber. A few years back, I would take public transit to work when I was living in Chicago. So it was about a 35-minute train ride or maybe a 27-ish minute bus ride. Now, sometimes, which wasn't bad at all, but sometimes you'd be running a little late. I should say I. I'd be running a little late. And the fastest way to get to work and be on time was to grab a cab. So I remember having to, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't huge. It was, it, was, it was definitely doable. But I remember, one, you'd have to hail down a cab. So you have to go to a main street where you're going to find a cab. Then you have to hope that the cab's going by. I don't have anybody in them. So once they once you get in, it was a quick ride to work. I'd be there in half the time. So I'd be there maybe 10, 15 minutes. That was, I think I lived around like seven miles, maybe seven or eight miles away from where I worked. So that ride was about $20. And then you throw in a tip, maybe just a little bit more than $20 for a taxi. Hmm. When I discovered Uber, it changed my life because hmm. one, I didn't have to go to a main street to hail down the cab. I would do it through my phone and the Uber would pick me up right outside my door. I also knew how far away it was, so I knew how much time I had. I knew, okay, well, I have two minutes. I should go downstairs now. No, I have five minutes. Let me grab a snack. I can wash this dish. Like, I knew what I was working with. And when I got there, (laughs) when I got to work, that seven or eight mile trip ended up being $12. Now, this is before... Uber had tips, but that was a $12 ride. So a $12 ride, $12, $13 versus a 20 something dollar ride. My life was kind of changed in that moment. And right. so from then on, I just, yeah, it was easier to, from the convenience of my hand, from the phone, I was able to order an Uber. And so that, that was I good experiences. And now also, since they're different, they're different than cabs. So they're not the same types of drivers. They follow an app. And so I have... I guess overall a good experiences, but yes, sometimes I'd, I'd, the Uber driver would get lost or sometimes, d- depending on where I was going, or sometimes they would take a different way or versus cab drivers who have been doing what they've been doing for such a long time and they're good at it. So yeah, I guess you're paying for what you're getting. Right. But you know, when you're balling on a budget, yeah. Oh, yeah. you'd go with what you can. So that was my, that was my first experience, first official experience, I should say. And it went well. And so from then on, yes, I mostly use, I, I still every now and then would get a cab, but it was Uber over everything. And I, I know Lyft was available too, but I just kind of stuck to Uber. I have used Airbnbs as well. And I've also had very good experiences because I love the fact that you, and I don't get me wrong, I love hotels, but I love the fact that, and let's not even get to like the hygiene of it all because let's, you know, if you're right. a black light of place, you just don't, you're never going to go back. No, so no. let's forget that for a second. But I love the experience of almost being like, like a local in where you are. So I've done it a few times. But my first time was when I was, uh, I took a trip to Colombia with uh, my cousins and we stayed in three different places, three different Airbnbs. And we felt like we lived there. It wasn't, we weren't staying at a hotel where we were tourists. We were staying at an Airbnb where we almost had an apartment in Bogota or in Medellin. And we just were just living that life and we loved it. And so I, yeah, Airbnb was great. And now Airbnbs are different depending on where you get and what you get. Sometimes they're not like hotels, so you're not getting the same type of thing. Sometimes most of the ones that I've stayed at have had like blow dryers, for example, for your hair. Um, obviously, hotels for sure always have those. And so, but I know some Airbnbs won't. So you kind of, you, you have to play around with it. One Airbnb that I stayed at in Denver, Colorado was like you knew someone lived there full time because there were pictures hung up. Right. There was clothes in the closet. Like there somebody actually lived there and just went away while we stayed there. All the other ones I've stayed at, you could 
I guess it doesn't seem like someone lives there. There's no like presence that someone lives there full time. <laughs> or it's just like you just don't find like it just doesn't seem like someone lives there full time. Right. And I, I mean, it's an investment for some people. You buy a home and you just you rent it out and it pays itself off. So it may help. I don't know. But again, good experiences and it's been fun. Another thing that also was just huge for me was uh, Zipcar. They, I don't think they have them here in Salt Lake City, but Zipcar, for people who don't own cars, you get a Zipcar account. So I used this when I was in Chicago. You get a Zipcar account. When I got it when I was a student, so I paid $15 a year, which is nothing. Well, I guess it could be something, but $15 a year, and you basically rent a car whenever you need a car. So you find out where you need the car from. Anywhere in the city, you'll just find a zip car location. You find out what car you want. You want something small. You want something big. And you're paying for the car per hour. So you could get like a Honda Civic for $7 an hour. You only need it for two hours. That's 15 bucks-ish, you know, with tax. Mm. You go to the location. You unlock it with your zip card. Like you scan it. And then you just drive the car. And then you bring it back. And then that's it. Are the so, keys in it? They're, yeah, the keys are in it. And then you have a card that looks like a credit card. And you scan it atop the windshield oh, wow. and that unlocks it mm. and then the keys are inside and the car is usually gassed up and you just go and all you, all you have to do is bring it back by the time that you said you were going to bring it back as if not they charge you $50 oh. but that was incredible for people like if they had that here in Salt Lake City I don't think I'd buy a car because I wouldn't need a car and so when I actually lived in Las Vegas for a summer when I was interning there I did not have a car that was a very very challenging time because you need a car in Las Vegas yeah. and I was working I was a reporter intern and so I had I needed to get around the city now let me tell you I did rent a car my summer there like two or three times because I needed to I needed to get somewhere and I just had no option the public transportation was going to take me there I was 22 at the time it's hard to rent a car when you're 22 years old they're going to charge you way more than they're going to charge someone at 28 Mm. so I paid at least $120 to rent a car for a day To get what I needed to do, and it just like, was it like two hour thing, or was it? No, for, for when you rent a car through there, it was all day, so you had it for. 24 oh, no, but hours. Was, what you had to do was that two hours exactly. Only? Yeah, oh, I, I needed it for twenty four hours, and I, but I didn't have a choice. I go, what was right. I going to do? So if Zipcar had been around, that would have changed my. I mean, it, it was around, but not in that city at the time, and yeah. so that would have changed my life because I would only rent a car for a few hours, and so I, I'm actually all for certain things like this, these shared economies, because why invest in something if you don't actually need it? Or or what, I guess, I wonder if people can do that. Think about Zipcar and Uber combined. Like, hey, I have a car. I don't need it for two hours if anybody wants to rent it. I don't even know if that's a thing already. And you rent it out to someone. I don't if think it, I... If it's not a thing, it's going to become a thing. Oh my gosh, we should have gotten that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but people are doing that more and more now. Haven't you noticed? Like yeah. people are renting, if the people are renting out their own homes and people are using their own cars to transport other people, it's cheaper for the person who is for the customer and it's also cheaper or I guess it's it's a way for the other people to make money so I see I'm sure there's a lot of negative to it I, I get it but there's also a lot of positive to it especially like we talk, we talked about this all the time on the podcast about student and student loan debt and just the economy being different and things being more expensive and pe- the the prices and everything going up but not the wages so I guess you could say it's really become part of our new reality that we're just having to become like you said a shared account we're just sharing everything but is that, I mean, we, 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 we talked the positive side. Let's talk a little bit about the negative aspect of it. I mean, I guess to play devil's advocate, one thing, it feels like that we're becoming, we're not owners of our own properties anymore of things. Yeah. We're less and less. Which some people could see, like, some people could care less. They True. could care less. True. But there are some people who, no, they do want to have full ownership or full control of, like, this is my home or this is my car or I don't want to be, I don't want to be dependent on how far my Uber driver is or how far this. So I guess I could see some negative aspect of it. I'm with you in the sense of I feel it's more positive than negative. However, 
I, I, I don't think those people that say it's not necessarily a good thing, I don't think they're that crazy. Or I don't mm-hmm. think they're like that off because I think there is an element of truth to some of the negativity of it. I don't, I don't know about you. I agree. And I think one of the big things that stand, stands out to me is putting people out of jobs. Yeah. So let's say we banished hotels and now we only have Airbnbs. We would be putting people out of jobs, tons and tons of jobs, people who clean hotels, people who run hotels, people who build hotels. Like we would be putting a lot of our people out of jobs. My mom used to work at a hotel years and years and years ago. She was made and that that's just, that's, that's what she did. That's how we made money. And so if that didn't exist, I, I mean, if you, if you had to own a home to rent it, because I, I mean, I, I, I think the Airbnb idea is pretty cool and I would love to rent out my place. I think my place is very Airbnb able, <laughs> um, but because of the location and just because I, I think it would help, but I can't because I'm a renter. Mm-hmm. So it's in my lease. I actually signed the lease and it, that's, it doesn't say Airbnb, but it says you can't rent out your home to other people. And so I'm not an owner, so then I don't benefit from that. But if let's say there anybody could do anything, that I mean, it would benefit me, but it also it would be putting people out of jobs, and I don't want to put people out of jobs, but I also want to save money. Yeah. So it's it's tough, but I can I can see the negative effects. Yeah, and I think about like for example, with some of the people now, you mentioned about homes, and some people, yeah, they're buying. Some people are buying larger homes and renting out. You know, which is fine. They could rent out the basement or rent out a yeah. room. But I don't know. I guess for me to play devil's advocate again, my concern is for people, especially like a, like the next generation, Generation Z, whatever you want to call it. Do they think that this is just kind of like it's just going to be continuing part of the norm? That like, okay, I could be in my not there's anything wrong with that, yeah. but that could be in my you know late thirties into my forties, oh. and I'm still you know renting out this room. Don't you think at some point there needs to be some sort of like. Well, yeah, you can do that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that to, in order to have more of a financial, I don't just say financial, but in order to have more independence, you should consider finally making the move on your own or making, you know, whatever. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Yeah, I, I get it and I, I'm with you, but I think that's going to depend on how society depicts that and if the society makes that a norm or not. So right now, the whole like shared economy or the whole, you know, I'm an Uber driver. It was very common. It's not required right now. You're an Uber driver and that's cool. That's normal. A lot of people are Uber drivers. Some people are Uber drivers full time. Some people can make it like that. Some people just do it on their free time. It's a way to earn extra money. But if we just kind of, let's say right now, we, we do still have taxi drivers. We do still have bus drivers. We do still have train operators. If we got rid of all that and everybody was just and just completely made it a norm to... I guess to to not have to buy your own place or to not have to worry about having your own place, then I can see it happening. Not soon, but oh, it depends on how society if if society lets it become a norm or not. Because yeah. in a way, it is like it's it, it is normal for you to be in your late. I mean, not normal, normal, but it is it, it happens. It's not the the craziest thing for someone to be in their late thirties and not have their own place. That happens. Yeah. But it's not a taboo. It's not a taboo. It just makes me Yet. wonder. Yeah, it just makes me wonder about the idea of okay, uh, for of not being dependent on other people. Because if you're dependent, like oh no, I'm gonna be having roommates all the time. Oh. that's not always a guarantee. Not that that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. But you just can't expect that you're gonna go into your fifties and thinking that okay, no, I'm just always gonna be having a roommate with somebody, or I'm gonna always be splitting the bills. Like that's. That could happen, but that also cannot. Yeah. And the probability of it not happening 
becomes bigger just because maybe the society, the societal pressure of, okay, yeah, now I got to be on my own or now I got to do this or now, not that, like renting is fine. You can rent all your life and that's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. I think it becomes a little bit more, you could call it taboo or you could call it just different. If, yeah, you're into your 50s and beyond and you are still having a roommate or whatever, unless it's like your brother or something like that. But I think, I guess that's because my concern, like, are we going to be in our 60s or in our 70s and like, you know, senior, like senior homes, they're no longer just, you know, apartments. They're apartments, but like two or three people live at the same apartment. I mean, I, I, I hope not. I hope that's not what happens. I like, so what I, when I talk about the shared economy, what I like about it is that it's an option. Mm-hmm. So it's not the only thing. And I know that doesn't mean that it's always going to be an option. It may end up dying soon or it may end up becoming the full-time thing. But what I like about it now is that it's an option. So I have an option to go somewhere and stay in a hotel or get an Airbnb, or I have the option to walk, drive, take public transit, or get an Uber. Like I, I like that right now, and I think that's why I'm like for it. But you're right; it, if it changes, if we hit that threshold where we no longer have the option, and this is what we get, then yeah, I think I'd be scared. I think I would be concerned about you know what what it's going to be like for other generations, and what the rest of our generation is here, what the rest of our lives are going to look like in that economy. Mm. But right now, I like the option. Right, I like no. that I can, I can choose what I want. That I don't have to drive everywhere. And now we've seen this happen too. Now, I mean, you've got like the, the you can you don't have to own a bike either. You can rent a bike. You can That's grab true. a bike at any like station and scooter. And now, yep, now new favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that now you can get those dockless. And that's what I love about them, that they're dockless, so you don't have to leave them at the dock like with the bikes. Um, And I like that you just, that they're cheaper. Let me tell you, uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, I went to a baseball game with my friends, and they came up to Salt Lake City, and they came to my house, and we were trying to figure out how are we going to get to the ballpark? Are we going to take the train? Okay, we could could, uh, take tracks, and we could walk like, you know, a few blocks, take the red line. Walk another few blocks will be good. That was an option. Two fifty, I think, is how much the the ticket goes for if you don't have the pass. We thought we could drive there, but nobody wanted to drive there because then you have to pay for parking there. We right. thought we could Uber, you know, we'd get dropped off and then come back. And then I told them, or we could scooter. And we could take because now you've got the bird or the lime scooters. They had never tried them. And so, yeah, I got them to download the app. We walked for a couple blocks, found some scooters, and we rode to the ballpark. It was probably like a 10-ish, 10-ish minute minute ride. Mm -hmm. It was, my total cost was like $2.10. Nice. And an Uber would have been like probably around $7 or $8. Right. So, and it was fun. Like it was, I mean, obviously I don't think that'll work in the dead of winter, but I like that option. So now we have that option. I don't know what's next. Yeah. kind of afraid but excited <laughs> a little bit of both <laughs> but it's just it's 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 our reality I don't want to say it's our future but it's our reality one thing that I think that could be our reality is some sort of maybe people are working on it and if not maybe I shouldn't give out the information of like what would be for a good app but it would be involving like sharing like if you're roommates like something that helps sharing the bills a little bit better like applications like that. So I guess like my idea would be like if there's an app or if there's like the apartment complexes get into a contract like, okay, you're going to be roommates or whatnot, sign this contract. And then there's sort of an app or a website that kind of splits everything even. And it kind of does the math for you. And it kind of, you know, it becomes easier to help kind of pay the bills. And I don't know. You set up like your accounts to it. And that becomes the norm. Like you could call it whatever, insert whatever name. And then it becomes even like a subject like, oh, like I got to go to my whatever app and, you know, update this on my, on my bill or whatever. But yeah. it's be just, just to facilitate people because 
sometimes you got like two or three or four roommates. Yeah. I know. I think we, we, we have somebody, we have a friend in common who has, I think, five roommates. Oh, yeah. And yeah, maybe splitting that, maybe some sort of app will help splitting the math and, and that becomes a norm where we're just like, yeah. we're just going to this app because, oh yeah. Or it's like I'm a gonna, system. It's like a federal system that you yeah. really do have to, all your information is there and your credit card information is there. Uh-huh. So then like, or your bank account is linked up to it. Cause you know how some people don't pay on time. Well, with like that system, like it would automatically just withdraw. And it's kind of become such a norm nowadays because I think back to like, even when I was in, like when I was just a, a, a teen or whatnot, I, I wasn't obviously thinking about roommates or anything like that, but like, Getting a roommate would be kind of, it felt like it was more of a bigger deal. Whereas now, like, oh, yeah, I just have a new roommate coming in this week. Oh. Like, it's like, it's oh, still yeah, a stranger that's... unless you know him or her, unless like, or a friend recommended I think him or her. people who have had several roommates because right. I had roommates. I've, I've had, See, I, I haven't had be that like many. That. I haven't had that many roommates yeah. in my life, but every single time that I was going to have one that I didn't know, I would worry. I would, I would wonder. And I've been very oh, yeah. fortunate. I've never had bad roommates, but I also stopped at a certain number. Mm-hmm. And I know people that have had roommates for a long time that I, they're like numb to the new roommate thing yeah, because yeah. it's just kind of like this is our living situation. You're living your life. I'm living my life. We don't even have to like each other. I don't. I don't feel like that. But also because I haven't had to deal with it like that. I stopped at some point because I just. I'm, I well, I'm, I'm with you on that one because yeah, I'm I'm very much the same. Like, and not that it's a bad thing, but it's just it's just not me. It's just not me that I'm just like, oh yeah, he or she is coming in and they're going to be having that room. Well, I'd be like, who are you? Where do you work? What do you do? What's what your Facebook you? account? Like, yeah, like, go like find out. Give me your thumbprint. What's your you know blood type? Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. But, right. Well, and okay, so now I'm thinking about this <laughs> this app that you mentioned that you kind of created that you should probably get some copyright on because you don't know. Copyright all, sure, got it on, all rights reserved. But think like with things like Airbnb and, and Uber and Lyft, you're rating the person. So your rate, your um, rating, I guess, it matters. So if you get an Uber driver, you are going to look at the Uber driver's rating. And, and with Uber and Lyft, I think once they go below a certain rating, they get kicked out, I think. Like you can't have yeah. a, you can't have one star and just be driving no. around. Yeah, yeah, you have right. to, and or I think they get in trouble or something happens, but they can't stay below. So they do care about getting five stars. They do, and as writers, you're getting rated too. So imagine if there was something that tracked you as a person, as there's like as roommates that you have. Like, oh, I'm getting a new roommate. I'm gonna add that to they my have, app. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> hey, I better go. Cut it. <laughs> but I'm saying like, hey, I'm getting a new roommate. Oh, they have 4.8 stars. That's cool. And I don't mm. know. There may be something, some kind of like maybe not an app, but there may be something out there that sort of maybe in like dorms or something something does rate right people this actually reminds have you ever watched black mirror uh no i'm not this kind of reminds me of a black mirror episode it's kind of like the twilight zone is it twilight zone mm. it's kind of like a twilight zone but in like a modern technology oh, okay. focus on technology and a bunch of different stuff but there's one episode and i don't remember what it's called but if you've seen black mirror you know what episode i'm talking about where it's it's like you're living the it's like we're, it's a future it's in the future sometime somewhere and the people everybody has a rating like it kind of reminds me of like Instagram and Uber combined mm. where everybody you walk around and you're just like if whatever you're rating every interaction you have with people so you're kind of like the girl's like walking around with her cell phone and she's like oh hey how are you and someone's like oh cool and then you like give them four stars like because of that interaction and so wow. and then you're rating in, in the episode your rating is everything so at one point the girl and she's just very happy she's just super nice to everybody but you it, it's kind of like I guess you could buy followers. Or whatever I don't know I don't it's been a while since I saw it but at one point the girl's trying to rent a new apartment like she's trying to stay somewhere luxurious mm-hmm. and her rating matters so they're like oh well you know at this place like you need a four point something to qualify for this and the place that she wants to say it's amazing like it's got a bunch of 
quirks and stuff. But she, or perks, I should say. Um, but she's trying to up her rating. And so then obviously there's like a lesson learned at the end. It's really, yeah. it's, it's a great episode, but it's kind of crazy because you think like that could, I mean, you would hope that that's not the future, but you people are rating each other on everything. And so at one point she has like a bad interaction with somebody. And so her rating goes down. And so right now we're doing that with things like Uber and Lyft and whatever else. We, but imagine we, if that was like a real thing. But we kind of do that sometimes with social media, not just with okay, that. Okay, we do. Be, You're right. Because, oh, oh, go ahead. I, what I was going to say is uh, sometimes we do that and we shouldn't and it's really petty. But sometimes some people do it. They'll see how many people have followers. They'll see how many people have friends on Facebook. And they'll kind of determine, oh, well, this person is either very social or they're, per- they're not. And it's almost like you're waiting if they're a good person or they're not. Like if somebody has just 50 friends on Facebook, does that mean that they're just antisocial? No, that, that might mean that they might not just be on Facebook that much. But we give, True. but we're, even though it's not an, an intentional rating, yeah. but we kind of have made it into a rating. Yeah. Or whoever has many more followers, right. does that mean automatically that they're necessarily a good or bad person? No, it just means they've done something or doing something that these people are getting this information and, and there seems like they're enjoying it. So we give them, for the most part, a positive rating. If somebody yeah. who has more followers, we tend to see it as more positive, obviously. So it's like an unofficial, internal, like in the mind rating that we're not trying to give someone, but we kind of do. We associate them with certain things like cool, not cool. Yeah. Like social, not social or whatever. That makes sense. That's true. We do do that. But imagine. But the good thing with that is, I guess, that it's not official. It's right. not a formal thing. Like with apps like that, with the like Airbnb, your rating does matter. Oh, yeah. Because someone's not going to rent to you if they Even don't Yelp. like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, Yelp I'll look, is at, I'll look at Yelp as well for You're restaurants. Right. Businesses. Yeah, because if I see a restaurant or if we're looking for a new place to eat and I see that there's been a, quite a bit of like two stars recently. Yeah. I don't care if it's got four stars. I'm still looking at those three two stars that just came three months ago. Really? Yeah. I'll look more at that. I'm like, okay, something happened recently because I want to see some consistency. So if there's a three, there's a four, there's a three, then okay, they're, they're, their four-star rating is fine. But if I see there's been like four, five out of the last six mm-hmm. have been two stars, Yeah. the cook has changed or something has gone I, I don't read, know I read the comic because someone so sometimes people will be like two stars and it'll be because they waited 10 extra minutes some oh, people okay. are yeah, yeah so, <laughs> so yeah read the comments because sometimes yeah. some and I like when they're thorough I okay I'm a terrible Yelp person because I will definitely read everyone's review and I will definitely look at the pictures because I'm curious like I don't want what the restaurant is advertising I want what somebody actually took a picture of when they went and were at the establishment but I never leave a review <laughs> All right. I never rate a place I never Never, I I don't know. I just I'm not there yet, but I definitely use it, and that does help. And that, it, it, like you said, we and peop, restaurants will praise themselves on that. They'll be like something award, like you'll you'll go to the restaurant and it'll say like something awarded on Yelp. Like they'll have that up, and that almost makes it official. Yeah, like they're letting their customers know, hey, people like us. Here's proof, and then you can be like, oh, that's true. Four point five stars on Yelp or whatever. I did that with even the the uh, apartment that I have now. Like, I looked at uh, the Google reviews to see what it said. Oh, I did the same. And it was somewhere in the middle. And so it got me a little concerned. So I went back and I would take a look. And then I, I, I talked with the manager. And obviously, she's biased. But I just talked with her. But I just did my own observations. Finally, I agreed to it. I was like, okay, I think this is good. And it's been good so far. So I can understand. Like you said, some people might have just had a bad experience. Or some people, maybe they didn't get their air conditioning fixed in time or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they gave it the bad writing. But yeah, you have to just 
prove it out yourself because you it did. Yeah, and then it just it, it checked out fine. Like I have a question it, for you. Yeah. What is something you can think about it for a second? What is something that you would like to see? Like right now, we're talking about shared cars and shared homes. What is yeah. something that you would like to see shared? Like what is something, Ooh. or at least maybe not shared, but what is something that you would like to be more available to you? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. It could Sometimes, be small. It could be big. Whatever. I'm. I'm I, I, I don't know the answer. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think too. Uh, I don't know. Like trips. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. Something discounted tickets to to concerts or flights. I think something like that. Um, I'm trying to think what would be something that I would. Oh, because I, I just thought of something. This go, I would have. Yeah. Go this, ahead. Well, I mean, this already exists, but if it didn't, and I just wanted to bring it up as well. You can. I don't know what it's called. Someone told me about it. I should look it up. But if you don't have a dog, like I've always wanted a dog, but I can't have a dog because I can't have one in my apartment. Mm. You can, like, I think it's like a dog walking app. I may be wrong. I'm going to look it up right now. But you can kind of use the app and, like, basically share a dog. Hmm. Like, you go, you tell somebody, like, I want I want to play with the dog or I want to walk the dog. And then you go do that with the dog. Right. So you're, like, kind of renting the dog. And I think yeah. for the owner, you're like, okay, cool, go walk my dog. I don't know if there's, like, money involved. Maybe right. there's not. But for someone like me that I'm like, I really want a dog and I want to go walk a dog, but I can't have a dog. Who's going to let me walk their dog? <laughs> you know, what what kind of dog is there? And, like, can I take this dog to the park? And, yeah, you can do that. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. And I, I, I'm going back to the kind of the question, I'm trying to think, like, what else would I want to share? Maybe, like, experiences, like, maybe, like, a kind of guided experience through something that would be cool. Like, okay, even as, as this might sound really corny, this might sound, like, really, like, what? But, like, if there was an experience that you could, like, hang out at the offices of... Google or Apple for a day, like, you know, or even half a day, like just spending time, like shadowing somebody mm-hmm. like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. I just had to share the experience. I guess that would be it because we got hotels, we got cars, we got pets. I yeah. mean, um, yeah, like what a else? bunch of other stuff. Too. Yeah. Sure we got other stuff. Other apps. I, like for me, uh, I, I'm all about the whole sharing thing. I think especially the way our economy is kind of what you mentioned earlier. This is, this is becoming the new normal. If not already, it is the new normal we, that we have to do this because money is tight and for, and yeah, like prices keep going up and some of us just don't have the funds to, to keep pace, you know? And that's why some people, even with rent, like, yeah, we have to depend on roommates. We have to depend on or the side hustle or becoming an Uber or Lyft driver ourselves because rent's got to be paid. That's, just that's just how it is and so i guess for me what i'm hopeful is that at some point we will begin to and i don't think it's a society i think it's gonna have to be with companies as well realize that that experience of like the non-shared it's still important it's still important to to have that and not that it's everything but at least having a bit of that because i I guess for me this is just personally i i don't have any roommates um i used to have roommates but i don't have roommates now i live on my own and, and i feel fine but i i wouldn't have wanted to have grown up and be into my going to 40s into my 50s and never have experienced living on my own like i i think it's i think it's an important thing to, to at least experience that at least for once uh for future like for the future generations i don't know if that might be the case it might not be the case because you might just have to live with roommates until maybe you get married and some people have that now that's fine you know and not that that's a bad thing but I, I, that's just my personal opinion that i, I think independence is still it's important. I think it's still a valuable lesson to have. And that's what I'm hopeful that at least future editors will have a piece of that. All right. Well, that was our episode of Cafecito for today. We hope you enjoyed. Shoal, thank you for the conversation. Likewise. Don't forget to download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
KSL News Radio and the Radio Public app. And if you aren't already, please follow us on social media. On Facebook, we're KSL Cafecito. Twitter, KSL Cafecito. I'm at E.B. Cruz. And I'm at Shuel Carras. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you.